Ashling's UN Insight, a weekly look at the work of the United Nations. Welcome to Ashling's UN Insights. Having recently returned from an internship at the United Nations headquarters in New York, and with my family growing weary of my constant yammering on about it, I've decided to pass on what I learnt to you lovely listeners. The UN is heralding the 2020s as their decade of action. So what exactly is it that they're working on? This week we're looking at Sustainable Development Goal number 4, entitled Quality Education. This Sustainable Development Goal aims to ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all. This includes goals to ensure that by 2030, all girls and boys have access to pre-primary education and complete quality, free and equitable primary and secondary education. SDG 4 also aims to ensure access for all women and men to quality technical, vocational and tertiary education and as a result increase the number of people with employable skills. The UN also hoped to substantially increase the number of people with literacy and numeracy skills and ensure everyone is taught about sustainable development, human rights, cultural diversity, gender equality and global citizenship. Achieving SDG 4 by 2030 requires the elimination of gender disparities in education and ensuring access for people with disabilities, indigenous peoples and children in vulnerable situations. The UN hoped to achieve this through a variety of methods, including building and upgrading education facilities so that they are disability and gender sensitive and provide safe and inclusive learning environments for all. They also want to do this by substantially increasing the number of scholarships for higher education available to people in developing countries and by substantially increasing the number of qualified teachers through internationally coordinated teacher training. So, how close are we to achieving these goals? As of 2016, 750 million adults, two-thirds of whom were women, remained illiterate, and as of 2017, 262 million children aged between 6 and 17 were not in school, whilst more than half of people in that age bracket are not meeting minimum standards for reading and maths. There has also been little progress in the percentage of primary school teachers who are trained, as it remains around about 85%, although it is only 64% in sub-Saharan Africa, where in addition, less than half of primary and lower secondary level schools have electricity, internet, computers and basic drinking water. As you can see, there is still a long way to go to achieve SDG 4, but it is a worthy goal to strive towards over the next 10 years. The scope of the United Nations is huge, since there are many departments tackling different global issues, so each week I'm shining the spotlight on one department and looking at the work that they do. This week, I want to look at the United Nations Statistics Division, whose acronym is UNSD. The UNSD began in 1947, with the aim of advancing the global statistical system. This department is important because, in their own words, statistics are essential for sustainable economic, environmental and social development, and public trust in official statistics is anchored in professional independence and impartiality of statisticians, their use of scientific and transparent methods, 
and equal access for all to official statistical information, which is what the department in the UN strives to provide. Their main function falls under four headings. The first is data, which indicates their purpose of collection, processing and disseminating global statistical information. Their second heading is methodology, which indicates their work developing standards and norms for statistical activities through the standardisation of statistical methods, classifications and definitions. The third heading is capacity development, which sees them running the technical cooperation programme to strengthen statistical capacities of countries around the world. And finally, the fourth heading is coordination, which entails them coordinating international statistical programmes and activities, including the Sustainable Development Goals. This department facilitates the collecting and compiling of the statistics that I refer to each week when I talk about the Sustainable Development Goals, since they maintain the Global SDG Indicators Database. Collating this information is important because it allows the UN to track global progress but also highlights which areas need more focus and investment. Without the UNSD, it would be much harder to keep track of the hundreds of indicators for the Sustainable Development Goals which are needed from each country. There were a handful of international days this week. These days aim to raise awareness of a particular global issue, and if any of these topics really pique your interest, then I encourage you to look into them further as that is exactly the aim of declaring international days in this way. Monday the 8th of June was World Oceans Day. This day aims to remind everyone of the major role the oceans have in everyday life and remind us that the health of the oceans is tied to our health as humans. The theme for 2020 was innovation for a sustainable ocean and there are a couple of facts I learnt which I'd like to share with you now. Although the Amazon rainforest is often called the lungs of the planet, so are the oceans, since they actually provide most of the oxygen we breathe and absorb 30% of the carbon dioxide that humans produce. Secondly, the bacteria used in detection tests for COVID-19 were actually found at extreme depths in the ocean, which shows the potential importance of organisms which we might lose if the oceans are not protected. Friday the 12th of June was the World Day Against Child Labour, which specifically was focusing this year on the impact of crises on child labour. It is estimated that 152 million children are in child labour, 72 million of whom are doing hazardous work, and this International Day hopes to highlight this and flag the risk of the economic impact of COVID-19 pushing more children into child labour. Saturday the 13th of June was International Albionism Awareness Day. Albionism is a rare genetically inherited condition which results in a lack of pigmentation, which is called melanin, in their hair, skin and eyes, which causes vulnerability to the sun and bright light. The lack of melanin means people with albionism are highly vulnerable to developing skin cancer and due to a lack of melanin in the skin and eyes, people with albinism often have permanent visual impairment. They also face discrimination due to their skin colour. As such, they are often subject to multiple and intersecting discrimination on the grounds of both disability and colour. The UN hopes to raise awareness of this condition in order to put an end to this discrimination. Today, Sunday the 14th of June, is World Blood Donor Day. 
This day is about thanking voluntary unpaid blood donors for giving blood and it also hopes to raise awareness for the need of regular blood donations to ensure that all individuals and communities have access to affordable and timely supplies of safe and quality assured blood and blood products since this is a key component for an effective healthcare system. So, what has been discussed at the UN this week? As before, if any of the things I mentioned particularly catch your attention, then you can hop on the UN Web TV website and watch the meetings in full. On Monday, which was World Oceans Day, as I mentioned earlier, there was a launch event for the Group of Friends to Combat Marine Plastic Pollution. This was co-organised by the missions of Norway, the Maldives and Antigua and Bermuda, They hope to work together to effectively and comprehensively address plastic pollution at the global level. On Tuesday, there was a meeting about health challenges in humanitarian contexts, with a particular reflection on COVID-19. And there was also a meeting about combating and preventing sexual and gender-based violence in humanitarian crises. One of the speakers was the acclaimed writer Chimamamanda Adichie Ngozi, who spoke about the significance of and importance of the language we use when talking about sexual and gender-based violence, and made the point that women's stories are not just for women, but are universal and need to be heard by all. These meetings were followed up by another meeting on Thursday, which spoke about mobilising action to improve humanitarian assistance for internally displaced peoples and achieve durable solutions. With more than 50 million people displaced as of the end of 2019 and in the shadow of the COVID-19 pandemic, they discussed the need to find durable solutions to protracted displacement. Throughout the week, there were also meetings about the situation in Sudan, Somalia, Mali and Central Africa more generally. That's all from me for now, but join me next week for more UN insights and news. See you then! Ashling's UN Insight, a weekly look at the work of the United Nations. We've been